Welcome to the Broad Ripple Village Podcast. My name is Brian Wheat, your host, podcasting from Village Recording Studio right here in Broad Ripple. My guest today is Alex Litwick, local celebrity and longtime employee at the Good Earth Natural Food Company. Alrighty, well before we get started with today's interview, pretty excited to announce a couple new segments I'm adding to the podcast. The first one is called Where's Brian? And it is an opportunity for you to guess using audio clues where I am at in Broad Ripple. So I'm going to go out and record a specific location and or event and going to play you that audio and using only your ears um, give you an opportunity to guess where that is and there'll be prizes for the first 10 responses that are correct. So that should be fun. And then um, the second one is uh, what I'm calling Open Stage, and it will feature local talent here from Broad Ripple area. It could be a musician, singer-songwriter, a storyteller, um, spoken word, anything that's audio-based. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We'll be ending the show with that segment. The other thing I wanted to do is update you on the GoFundMe campaign. We are about a third of the goal for the uh, campaign. I want to send out a big thank you to our donors so far. Um, David Gabovich of Broad Ripple Ice Cream Station, thank you so much. David Ali of the Jazz Kitchen, thank you. Local resident Liz Pinnock and also local resident Dick Watson Sr. The donations have ranged from $10 all the way to $250, so really any amount helps. And again, I'm doing this to fund the next 10 podcasts. To make a donation, you can go to our Facebook page. That's Broad Ripple Village Podcast. And there is a, a link there to the GoFundMe page. You can also go to the website, which is broadripplevillagepodcast.com. And there's also a link there where you can make a donation. All right, let's get to our first segment called Where's Brian? I'm going to play you a recording I made just a few weeks ago, a location in Broad Ripple, and I want you to guess where I am using only your ears. It's about two minutes long. You'll hear some clues, audio clues, that should help you along in your guess. At the end of the segment here, I'll tell you how you vote. The first 10 voters who are correct will get a glorious prize, and I'll describe that prize here after after the segment. So... Let's go ahead and dive in. Here's uh, this week's Where's Brian? It's all dark. I don't want to get too serious, but I, I do, uh, used to do a lot of work with uh, Coco and Antioch, you know, the Antioch and yeah, yes. And then in Toronto, I found a, a, a private company that makes chocolate. Soma? Uh, uh, Soma? I remember the name of it. A small place in the, in the old industrial district. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that place? Fourth best chocolate manufacturer yeah. in the world. Well, they are amazing, but they had a 100% Coco chocolate. And you know what? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Alrighty. Well, I hope that wasn't too difficult. I thought I'd go easy with you on it this first week. For those of you who want to submit guesses, you can send me an email. It's bwheat at villagerecording.com. That's B as in boy, W-H-E-A-T, like out in the field, at villagerecording.com, just like it sounds there. And the first 10 uh, right responses will get a beautiful Broad Ripple pint glass courtesy of the uh, Broad Ripple Village Association. So, um, send in your guesses, and I will announce the winners and the location in the next podcast. Hopefully, this will be a good segment, and we'll keep it in the in the show. So, give me your feedback on it as well. All right, so let's get into the interview segment of the show. Um, this is Alex Litwick. She is um, employed at the Good Earth Natural Food Company and also hosts her own radio show, for the good earth called Another Day of Living. I wish I ever. So anyway, welcome to the studio. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate being here. Brian, I am totally digging the space. Well, thank you. I it's, appreciate that. It's got this beautiful storefront. You can see what's happening at the fire station. Uh-huh. And if you're hungry, you've got lots of choices oh my gosh. here in the village. That's primarily the reason. Yes. Yes, and I see your guitar is over there in the corner. That's right. That's right. I have, uh, so I'm... Um, Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be interviewing. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Look, you can, we might switch <laughs> roles eventually. But So, yes. So, Good Earth. Good Earth. You, you've been here for... A long time. I've worked at the Good Earth for about 14 years. Okay. And I'm not the uh, longest serving employee. Okay. I would think that goes to Bob Bennington, the store okay. manager, and Deb McClure-Smith. Both of them have been there over 30 years. And... I had a completely different previous life. Really? What was it? So I lived in Washington, D.C. and was an an independent producer of films and videos, documentaries, educational films, public service announcements, and political spots for Democrats. That's Democrats with a capital D. Okay. And then moved back to Indianapolis in 1995 and did some freelance producing and worked a little bit for WFYI and did some did some programming, sort of writing with the Children's Museum and some youth-serving organizations. And then I decided, nope, I'm going to change my life. And mm. I got a master's in holistic nutrition and went to work at the Good Earth. So what was the, nope, I'm going to change my life? Was I there did, a I defining really wa- moment? I wanted to be healthier. Okay. I really wanted to be but healthier. You, you could be healthier by just... Eating different. You didn't have to go to get a master's. Well, when I went into media back in 19, you know, 83, 84, something like that, I really, I really knew that the fastest way to reach the largest number of people and to, to affect 
positive change mm -hmm. in their lives and the lives of others is to do it through some form of media. So, of course, there weren't podcasts in those days. So right. television, radio, mm -hmm. independent film, that's what I wanted to do because I have a strong background in social justice and mm. doing a lot of activism. So that's why I got into media. Okay. And I realized that it is true that if you put a film out there and thousands of people see it, and it may enlighten, ed educate them, or entertain them in some way. You have affected a large number of people. But what I was missing was the one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. So the nutrition yeah. came about mm. so that I could work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Right, affect their lives yeah. in a more personal, yeah. Yeah, direct way. So maybe a little bit of a smaller pond, uh -huh. um, but also a rewarding one right. to be You're in. still satisfying your need to yeah. Yeah, yeah. change or help people change. I guess, yes. The and, the, and the good earth, I believe, has been known and continues to be a place where people who work there gather a great deal of knowledge. Hmm. So if you've got a question about a way to, to eat, a diet, a particular diet or a supplement, we're the place to be. Mm. So I love that. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, you can go to big box stores and buy your supplements, but they're not going to be able to help you. Right. They're not going to be able to answer the critical questions. No. Everybody at the store goes through trainings. Constantly we're doing mm -hmm. trainings. You can do them sometimes on the phone, sometimes they're web training, sometimes the companies come into the store and they train us. And I think that makes a difference. Oh, sure. I mean, I've always thought that that's the difference between mom and pop or local businesses is you have these resident experts available for you to ask questions. And, and it doesn't matter if it's a health food store or a record store. There's There are people that have passions. Yes. And generally, if you've got a local store, it's your passion, right? And oftentimes the subject matter is kind of an umbrella over it. Yeah, when I ran into you... At the um, Art Walk, mm -hmm. I guess it was, uh, a few weeks ago. And I was with a friend who had never been in Artifacts. Oh, so yeah. another great store. Yes. And Jeannie Kaplan knows her stuff. Mm -hmm. And this friend said, boy, this store is curated so beautifully. Right. And that's because she's got complete control over what walks in, you know, through that door. You hit the right word, curation. That yeah. has become so important now because there's so much junk and noise out there. That curation, whether it's music or products or health food yeah. or art, we want people to help us because the Internet's great, but it has also just subjected us with yeah. so much noise. And we're not really as bright as we think we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm bright, no. but um, I try to be. But it never it never works. But um, it it's what makes Good Earth great to me. And yeah. and we have thousands of customers who've been coming for you know forty some odd years or thirty some odd years, and that's that's cool. Yeah. Oh no, that's that loyalty is you know that's the other thing is that that's how they reward you, right? They keep coming back. You know you're doing something right. You know, the, obviously the sales is important, but it's really the loyalty that results in that. You got to love us a little bit to give us a little bit of leeway. Well, you know, that's true with anybody that lives in Broderpool because you have to love Broderpool a lot to deal with some of the 
negatives, right? Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. Parking. Parking. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you know the the fact that uh, people still show up means that they do love you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's what we do. We sh- we show the love, and our customers mm-hmm. show the love, and it's a, uh, it it is a family, mm-hmm. and that's so that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got you, you started in 1996. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I I came back to Indianapolis oh, in '95, okay. but I started at the Good Earth in 2004. Oh, that's right. And so we were just I was just a regular, you know, helpful clerk, just okay. doing my thing, right? And the Good Earth was sponsoring a new music show on WITT, 91.9 FM. Okay. One day, Rudy said, you know, Bob and I decided that if we're going to sponsor a show, we might as well do the Good Earth radio show. And I said, well, if we're going to do a show, then I'm going to produce it and host it. And Rudy said, okay. That's awesome. So your your two career paths just melded together. Totally. and. Yeah. And That's truly, beautiful. truly, Brian, dream come true. Yeah. Yeah, I love being on the radio because I'm much, much taller <laughs> and way more attractive on the radio, you know? I isn't lo- that the, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I was about to say, isn't that the truth? I didn't mean to say, <laughs> make it sound like that. But it's true, and that's why I, I love audio, because you don't have to be quite as... Um, nervous about it right Right. you don't have to be so self-conscious now i had to get used to my voice which i was horrified really why i don't you know everybody you have a nice a nice tenor to your voice really okay yeah that's that's, i appreciate that i would have never said that or or appreciated that had you not said it yeah so yeah but i'm i'm just i'm finally accepting that a human voice is like a fingerprint it is completely unique and mine is what it is, and I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of people who over the years have done broadcasting who's, who've had some odd voices. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And, and you end up loving the oddness of it, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of like the quirky, um, some of the, uh, and I can't remember names, but public radio certainly had a few. Right. Um, you know. Right. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Yes, exactly. And so, if anything, it made me appreciate the nuances of different voices. And I think that's cool. Now I'm fascinated by it. I listen really hard um, to someone's voice and how it reflects their personality. Um, so, yeah, that's very cool. Yes, it was a very, it was a dream come true moment for me. And... I basically got to create a half-hour talk show that's about holistic health and wellness. And we don't really talk about drugs or surgery. Mm-hmm. We leave that to the traditional medical people. Sometimes okay. we touch on that by talking about alternatives. But really, what I'm looking for is somebody to come on the show who can talk about what they practice mm-hmm. and be informative and fun i like i like to have a good time right right well it it has to be entertaining or at least very engaging well i'd I'd like to think i'm entertaining (laughs) sometimes sometimes i hit the mark and sometimes i don't but it's been not just fun for me but i interview 
employees at the store mm-hmm. who have a certain level of expertise, so like great. Deb and Bob Bennington and past employees like Lainey Williams and Trish Mira and now Derek's in the Herb Room. And we really get to explore topics that don't normally, I think, get explored on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would think so. I mean... And I will tell you that I have interviewed... Um, I have interviewed over the past six years, so we're starting, it's our seventh season, I've probably interviewed 25 new people a year, Hmm. I'm going to say, right? That's Mm -hmm. a lot of people over the years. So I've interviewed physical therapists, energy workers, meditation people, integrative doctors and nurse practitioners. I've interviewed environmentalists. I've interviewed people who work with animals. I'll do anything as long as it's going to touch on something that's a little more holistic in nature. And every single person I have interviewed, I walk away having learned something new. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I love that. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody really weird on your show? Like you're like... People who do... um, very woo-woo, and that's yes. a technical term, woo-woo things, mm-hmm. whether they be somebody who channels right. at, you know, entities or do shamanistic things or maybe um, sometimes energy people. Yeah. They have a hard time explaining what they do. Yeah. Because it's, um, they feel it. Right. And it's hard for them to dive into the intricacies of it yeah, in a way that will help the rest of us who don't do what they do right. understand. And sometimes you just have to do it to know, to find right. out whether it right. works or not, right? Right. My wife went to a, what did you say? A, a shaman. A shaman. She went to one. She, yeah. And she came out of there going, there's something to that. Yeah. I felt better. Yeah. You know, and in, in this. But way. could she explain it? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. And he did. He did some strange things. Yeah, it doesn't really make for good radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't really show. It's kind of like interpretive dance for radio. Yes, interpretive work. dance would not work on the air either. But but I will say that I'm open to all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people, practitioners in general, that. As long as it doesn't involve sticking a hose uh, up my tush, I am willing to talk about it on the air. I'm glad you have a line. That you I draw. do have a line. That is my line <laughs> in the sand okay. because that is a topic I really don't want to yeah. go for. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no. with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So, and there are people out there who think doing that's a great thing, and um, I'm not going to interview them. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a topic. It's just... Not. Better left. Yeah, that's to- that topic stinks, actually. <laughs> I'm the king of horrible dad jokes, so just know that. Um, so here's the here's the beautiful thing about, I think, podcasts now, and uh, certainly radio shows um, like yours, is oftentimes these kind of articles just get headlines and maybe a blurb about them. But they really deserve a lengthy conversation. But podcasts have enabled really deep dives into subject matters that deserve it. And, and you know, right. health and nutrition, my gosh, what right. can be more important? 
Well, I'd like to think so. Well, it's certainly up there in the top three. You'd be amazed, though, how many unhealthy people are, I mean, are walking around. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad in our country. Just the obesity epidemic, the diabetes epidemic, the heart epidemic. You know, it's the sort of that whole trifecta of illness that a lot of people have. And we don't eat well. Mm-hmm. And we've screwed our food supply by using so many chemicals and pesticides. And so I'd like to believe people care about their health, but all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because I got, and I wouldn't say I'm a healthy eater, but I'm very conscious of my bad eating. <laughs> you know about sugar, right? I know. It's highly addictive has absolutely no nutritional value and creates inflammation in your body. So it really, people don't want to hear this, but it really is bad. And in America, I always say to people, do you know how much sugar the average American eats? And Deb and I talk about this on the show all the time. The average American eats about 150 pounds of sugar a year. So you have to get that visual, like get the five pound bag Mm -hmm. and then stack up 30 of them. And that's the average. It's not the most. It's just the average. So that that I find frightening. And isn't it because it's not just the sugar you're adding to the cereal? It's sugars and everything. Right. It actually thickens things, right? Or makes them It just makes everything taste better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, David Kessler, who was the... A guy who was head of for a couple of years, maybe four or five years, um, the FDA, wrote a book mm-hmm. about sugar, fat, and salt. Mm-hmm. And if you look at any packaged food, anything in a box, anything in a bag, anything in a jar, mm-hmm. if you read the label, you are likely to find an abundance of one, two, or all three of those things that have been added yeah. to make that food more palatable. Right. You know, or more addicting. Or more addicting, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So if you really want to be a mindful eater, mm-hmm. uh, then you really got to read labels. And mm-hmm. the other thing that we always tell people to do is just keep a food diary for a week, mm-hmm. right? Just write down everything you eat. Nobody's going to yell at you, <laughs> you know, or shame you into right. doing something different. But If you literally write down everything you eat over the course of a week, you then have the opportunity to go, oh, wow, I didn't realize I didn't get protein all day until Mm -hmm. dinner time. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I ate out 14 times this week. Right. Yeah. Right? That's my weakness. Yeah. That's it. I like to eat out. I'm very picky, though. I'm very fussy now. Yeah. And thank you. Thank God now in Indianapolis has become such a foodie city. We have so many more choices of places that serve gluten-free. They serve vegetarian and sometimes vegan options. And if you're eating animal protein, you know where it's sourced. If you eat a lot of, for example, processed soy products, Mm You know, that whether it's a burger or a link or, you know, whatever it is that you're eating, it's it's sort of fake food. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the label, you see there's all this fillers and stuff they're putting in. So 
if that's the information you're offering your body, your body's going to go, whoa, <laughs> this is not food. Right. How am I supposed to digest this? Yeah. And so it may upset your stomach or may cause you digestive you know, distress you know, later that day. And I think that's a great way to think about food. Okay. So when you offer your body whole foods close to the earth, lots and lots and lots and lots of vegetables right. and a wide variety of them and eating colorfully and you give animal products that don't have crazy hormones and you try right. to eat foods that aren't sprayed with so many chemicals because the information you're giving your body when you're eating foods that are so highly sprayed like genetically modified foods is you're giving your body inflammation you're mm -hmm. giving your body a food that is going to cause troubles mm -hmm. right it causes you harm right. right so either you get a stomach ache Mm -hmm. Or you might get a headache, or you uh, get instantly fatigued, mm -hmm. or the next day you feel lethargic, let's say, and you or you break out in a rash. Sure, that's always fun. So that's your body's way of saying, right. "I didn't like what you gave me." Yeah, but we are so good, human beings. We are so good at ignoring. All those signals. I know. And we wonder why we feel bad. Right. It's so much easier just to take a medication to get rid of that headache or to put something on to get rid of that rash or to go mm -hmm. get a shot for, what you know, whatever that pain is. And your body is screaming at you. Yeah. I'm doing this lifestyle change. Let's call it that. And you probably heard of it. It's the um, um, fasting Right, the intermittent fasting. Yes, the intermittent fasting. And I've experienced really positive things. Um, and so I'm doing the 16-hour fast every day. So what's the last time you eat at night? 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. at night. What do you eat? What I, what I had to do is accept the fact that I like to go to bed with a full belly. I'm like a little baby. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to say it, Brian. But, I know. Oh, you know. I am. I'm like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, oftentimes it's, it's the worst thing. It's like peanut butter and jelly, which, you know, and the big, I guess there, there are worse things. Like oh, donuts. there are way worse things than <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. But would you like to know how to make that PBJ a little bit healthier? Well, here's the only requirement. It, okay. has, to, I, it has to be Jif peanut butter. Oh, dear God. <laughs> no, Brian, that's bad peanut butter. I know. It's got so much sugar in it. It has sugar. It has, I believe it still has trans fats. You know, it's got a, a bad oil with it. Oh, no. I am telling you, there are great peanut butters out there that no. are all natural where you look at the label and it says peanuts, peanuts. and salt as the only ingredients. Maybe some water. No, peanuts no water. and peanuts. salt. That's gotta be so and so it's got oil on the top. So the trick is, the trick is you turn over the jar mm -hmm. overnight and the next morning, turn it back over, take off the lid and you stir it really well and it reconstitutes okay and then you can use it right away or then you put it in the refrigerator oh. don't put it in the refrigerator before you've uh, really stirred oh, it up really well now i get it and there are some wonderful brands and to get a jelly or a jam either one that doesn't have sugar added right you know it's just it's a combination of of maybe fruits or it's got a little bit of 
a lot of times they use apple juice, okay. you know, as a sweetener. Okay. And you put it on a great whole grain bread. and then whole grain bread. Then I'm you've there. got a nice, healthy sandwich. You know what? I am going to take your advice. You heard it here, folks. I am going to do it. <laughs> and it, PBJs have been my weakness, but now maybe they're my life source. Do you know how many <laughs> other nut butters are out there? Like, would you consider trying another one? Like um, almond butter? Sure. Or cashew sure. butter? Yeah. No, I, I think hey, so. I mean, there's all kinds of and cool nut butters out made, there. Yeah, if they're made in a way that's healthy, well, guess maybe where this you, will be my step yeah, forward. Yeah, guess where you can buy those healthy nut uh, butters? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Starts with a G. You know, you're right on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the future of the store is? I mean, oh, do you have a crystal ball? No. No. You know what? My wish for the store mm -hmm. is that the store keeps doing what it does best right and that we keep being an integral part of the village and that i keep getting to interview all kinds <laughs> of cool people and learn something and share that with our listeners you know i try really hard to be grateful every day yeah for all the good things that we do have i mean we, we're pretty darn lucky oh, yeah. right we're living in the good city yep. you know we're getting to do the things that we love yes. around people that we love and do something we're doing something that i'd like to believe is making the world a better place mm -hmm. no so doubt. how great is that you can't ask for much more than no that, no except for like a, a new 2018 jeep wrangler oh now brian <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that would make my life complete. Now. And, and it's not like I wake up every day wishing I had one, but there is that little well, longing. You put it on your vision board it and is. you never know. Oh, yeah. It's there you that. go. <laughs> well, hey, so great for you to stop by. I I'm thrilled it. that you asked. I yeah. really am. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you are on the short list. Great. Well, I, I appreciate that you love Broad Ripple and you love the good earth, and I always appreciate a plug for our show, Another Day of Living. And people are always saying to me, oh, I missed it this week. Or, or you know, what do I do now? I, I thought I was... And you can always go to this website, goodearthradio.com. Right. Yep. And then we've got the last, like, two and a half, three years of shows archived oh on the awesome. site. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate, I appreciate it. By. All right. All right, that was a great, lively interview with Alex. I really enjoyed uh, spending time with her. Let's go ahead and move on to our open stage new segment. What I'm going to play is, is a local singer-songwriter who has been doing some recording in my studio here in Broad Ripple. Um, very talented, great songwriter. Um, and I thought I'd play you an early cut from his album that is to be released. It's not available yet, but I thought I'd give it a little teaser play. This song is called Made For Me by local Broad Ripple singer-songwriter. Quinn Nicholas.
That was Quinn Nicholas with a song Made For Me. That song's going to be on an upcoming album by Quinn, and I will keep you informed on when that album will be released, and you can purchase some of his music. Thanks for listening to the Broad Ripple Village podcast. Remember to like our Facebook page, and uh, also visit our website, make comments. Always like hearing from folks. And if you'd like to make a donation to support the uh, podcast, I'd really appreciate that. You can find those links on the Facebook page as well as the website as well. I hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.